Section 16 of Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Slave Narratives a Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by Various. Alice Baugh, Plantation Times, an interview on May 18, 1937, with Alice Baugh, 64, who remembers hearing her mother tell of slavery days. My mammy Furby and her brother Darson belonged to Mr. David Hennett in Edgecombe County till young Master Charles got married. Then they was drawed and sent with him down here to Wendell, the old Hennett home am still standing there to this day. Master Charlie and Mrs. Mary was good to the hundred slaves what belonged to him. They give them good houses, good feed, good clothes, and plenty of fun. They had their con shuckings, their bond dances, prayer meetings, and such like all the year. And from Christmas till the second day of January, they had a holiday with roast oxes, pigs, turkey, and all the rest of the fixings. From Saturday till Monday, the slaves was off, and they had their Sunday clothes which was nice. The master always give em a paper so's the paddle rollers won't get em. They went up the river to other plantations to dances and all them things, and they was awful fond of singing songs. That's what they done after they comes to the cabins at the end of the day. The grown folkses sings, and somebody picking the banjo. The favorite song was Swing Low Sweet Chariot and Play On Yo Harp Little David. The children's us to play hide and seek and leapfrog and everybody was happy. They had time off to hunt and fish and they had their own chickens, pigs, watermelons and good gardens. The fruits from the big orchard and the honey from the hives was at home and the slave at as good as his master at. They had a whole heap of beehives, and my mammy said that she had to tell them bees when Miss Mary died. She said how she was crying so hard that she can't hardly tell them, and that they hummed like they am morning too. My mammy married my pappy there, and she says, that the preacher from the Methodist Church, Miriam, that she wore Miss Mary's wedding dress, all of white lace, and that my pappy wore Mr. Charlie's wedding suit with the flower in the buttonhole. They give the big dance after the supper they had, and Master Charlie danced his first set with my mammy. I just thought of a tale what I heard my mammy tell about the issue freeze of Edgecombe County when she was a little gal. She said that the issue freeze was mixed with the white folks, and of course that make them free. 
Sometimes they stay on the plantation, but a whole heap of them, long red niggers who had done run away from their master, dug caves in the woods, and there they lived and raised their families there. They ain't worth much clothes, and what they got to eat and to wear, they swiped from the white folks. Mary said that she asked to go to the spring for water, and the more easy freeze up in the woods would yell at her. Don't you muddy that spring, little gal. That scared her mighty bad. Them easy freeze till this day shows both bloods. The white folks won't have them. And the niggers don't want them, but we'll have to have them anyhow. My uncle was raised in a cave and lived on stolt stuff and berries. My cousin ran away cause his master was mean to him. But they put the bloodhounds on his trail, catched him. After he got well from the beating they gave him, they sold him. I hear the old lady, Prissy Jones, who died at the age of 103 last winter, tell about monsters that when their slaves run away, they'd set the bloodhounds on their trail, and when they catched them, they'd cut their heads off with the swords. Old lady Prissy told about slaves when they'd had nothing to eat and no clothes up the little strip of homespun but my mammy, who died four months ago at the age hundred and six, said that she ain't know nothing about such doings. When the Yankees come, they come a burning and a stealing, and Master Charlie carried his valuables to Mammy's cabin. But they found them. They had a money rod, and they'd find all this stuff no matter where it was. Mammy said that all day slaves cried when the Yankees come and that most of them stayed on a long time out of the war. My mammy plowed and done such work all the time of slavery, but she done it case she wanted to do it and not cause they made her. All these slaves hank the Yankees, and when they southern soldiers come by late in the night, all the niggers got out of the bed, and holding torches high, they marched behind the soldiers. All of them singing, We'll hang a blinking on the sour apple tree. Yes, ma'am. They was sorry that they was free, and they ain't got no reason to be glad case they was happier than than now. I's heard Mammy tell about how the niggers would sing as they picked the cotton. But yo ain't heard none of that now. Then they ain't had to worry about nothing. Now they has to study so much that they ain't happy enough to sing no more. Does you know the cause of the war? Aunt Alice went to a cupboard and returned holding out a book. Well, here's the cause. This Uncle Tom's cabin was the cause of it all, and it's the biggest lie what ever been given to the public. End of section 16. Read by Carol Sutton. Knox, Pennsylvania, May 9th, 2022.